constructive, positive attitude or enthusiastic attitude really makes a difference for them. So. Consider your current scope of responsibilities and make sure that you are doing everything you can to make that uh, just very best delivery as possible. Creating this dynamic of parents saying we're not getting what we're paying at the same time, we are investing more and more and more. Welcome to ISS EDU Learn Ask Me Anything with Mike and Dana. Here we'll be exploring how international schools are innovating and transforming education around the world. From the latest trends and insights to stories from teachers and administrators, you'll get the inside look to the global education landscape. So join us as we explore what the future of international education has in store. Get ready to be inspired, challenge the status quo, and embrace a world of possibilities. Welcome back to ISS EDU Learn, Ask Me Anything with Mike and Dana, where we bring together experts, thought leaders from around the world to share insights, ideas that will help improve the education experience for students, teachers, administrators, and parents alike. I am Mike P., your favorite educator interviewer, and I am with Dr. Dana Specker-Watts, who is the Director of Learning Research and Outreach at ISS. Dana, how are we doing today? You know, Mike, I'm not going to say what you think I'm going to say. <laughs> Oh, Dana, I and I certainly hope your day gets better because normally we just have we we be on a roll. I know I'm breaking the streak. I'm not gonna say oh. I'm doing great today. I am surviving today. It's okay. It's okay. And some of those days, you know, we're gonna have that. So thank you for your honesty. And today's not a great day for Dana. So let's put out some prayers and some hopes for Dana's day to get better. All right. And before we get started today, just a few housekeeping items. Don't forget to hit the subscribe, like, and leave us a review. We could be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Spotify. Don't forget to visit us on our website, iss.edu slash events for all upcoming professional development courses that we may have coming up and also for all job fairs that are in person and also virtual. And without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest, Chandler Clayton. Today we have Chandler, the digital specialist at ISS. We're going to be talking to Chandler about increasing the quality and quantity of your school website traffic and how to best utilize SEO, which is search engine optimization, and Google Ads, which is also known as SEM, I believe. Chandler will let me know if I'm wrong on that. We'll also be discussing how to expose your brand to organic and paid search engine results to generate more qualified leads to your website. So stay tuned as it's going to be a great episode. Chandler, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, thank you for being here and sharing your insights and your expertise. If you could just tell, I guess, our listeners, what do you do at ISS? And also, how did you get into that particular space and industry? Yeah, definitely. That's a good question. So I am a digital strategist, which can mean a whole lot of different things. But what I primarily focus on are improving our SEO, as you mentioned earlier, search engine optimization. So the way that we rank on Google and other search engines, and then uh, managing our paid ads. So when we're trying to drive new traffic, I am solely responsible for creating the ad that gets the person in the door, for lack of a better term. And yeah, so I got into this through a very long and kind of all over the place path. I first discovered marketing in college at the University of Wisconsin and was immediately drawn to kind of the creative side as well as the ability to do some statistical analysis, appeal to the math nerd in me. And then I always knew that I, I didn't want to just do marketing for 
making big businesses more money. I wanted to do something that actually like improved the welfare of people and just ultimately be good for the world. So I paired that at the beginning of my career with environmental education. Uh, worked as an environmental educator for half a decade. And in those roles, I was managing not only the educational programs, but also the marketing efforts of uh, some different, you know, nature centers and preserves and things like that. And when I was there, I realized that although these organizations had these incredible minds, these great scientific minds and these wonderful people who were so great with the community, they sometimes lacked some of the business knowledge that could make them kind of set apart from their competition or from, you know, any other businesses. And so with that, I wanted to take those marketing principles and those business concepts that I learned in order to bring them to the nonprofit world in order to help nonprofits focus like businesses do and grow their traffic in a similar way. Ultimately, the difference being they're doing it for a specific cause, not just for profit. I think that's really important when you think about like what's someone's why. Right. And I think you have such a good why and marketing can feel like there's like the good part of marketing. And then there's like, especially in the world of education, right. People can be like, you're trying to sell me something, stay away. Right. But like you're coming at it for the right reasons. And I think that shows in the work that you do. So I appreciate that. Just wanted to point that out. And of course, Dana always somehow we're, we've been working for two years now together and somehow we still complete each other's sentences and still think alike. Because the same thing, I was getting ready to say the same exact thing. I was going to say it a whole different way, but she said purpose. So that's exactly what I'm going to use. But the purpose that you have, this shows great character of who you are, you know, because you say you didn't want to help out the big businesses that already have, you know, probably that marketing in place. You wanted to put that knowledge that you have into somewhere that's going to help. So that purpose that you put in place for yourself, I think, shows great character. So just wanted to say that. Give you your flowers while you're still here. <laughs> you guys are buttering me up. Thank no, you. No, <laughs> no, no. It's, it's it's all the truth. And if that's really, the, of course, that's what you said. So if that's the purpose that you have behind your work, that's great. It's just great. That's all I have to say. So carry on as you are. You, you spoke about how you help with website traffic. So if you could talk to us about some strategies that you would recommend for international schools looking to increase their website traffic. As an educational professional, you likely understand the positive and crucial role inclusion has on classroom culture. And you might be on the lookout for a community of like-minded educators. Senya International is that community. Senya is a nonprofit organization that advocates for individuals with disabilities and promotes inclusive educational practices across the globe. With a network of educators, families, students, and professionals, Senya offers connection, professional learning, and support for educators like you. Connect with the Senya community via our membership program or a local chapter in your area. Enjoy professional learning with the Senya community via our podcasts, online certification program, and in-person or virtual conferences. Support Senya through our sponsorships, awards, and scholarship program. So, what are you waiting for? For more information, head to our website, senyainternational.org. That's S-E-N-I-A international.org. And together, we continue to make a difference and fulfill our vision of living in an inclusive world. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's kind of a two-fold strategy here. 
And it really depends on the size of your school, the amount of budget that you have, which path might be better for you. But I think you can kind of split it up into two paths, the SEO path and then the paid ad path. And I know we'll, we'll talk a bit more about that, I'm sure. But just to sum up what each of those are, the SEO path, the search engine optimization, has to do with what you have on your website, as well as essentially your presence elsewhere online. And what I mean by that is if you have other uh, websites that are linking to your website, that is going to impact your overall SEO. Whereas paid ads are pretty simple. It's just the more money you put in, the more customers you can get out of it. So essentially you're paying for each user that is making their way to your website. And so what I think a lot of international schools, while some of the larger ones may have a large budget for paid ads, which is great because that drives immediate traffic. You know, I've worked on some campaigns where we've looked at week over week growth before an ad campaign and after, and we've seen growth of over a thousand percent regularly over 200%. So it's great for really rapidly increasing your website traffic. But for some of those smaller schools that might not have the same budget or are maybe just looking to do it in a different way, as well as for the large schools, this is something great for them to do on top of the ads as well is the SEO aspect. And I think it's something that even if you're on a small team or it's just you, you're capable of doing. And so some of those strategies of SEO that I think schools can utilize are ranking for more keywords. So when you think about how people make it to your site, it's important to think about what they're entering into Google or Bing or whatever search engine that they're using in order to lead them to your site. So, you know, if I'm an international school, I think my immediate thought might be people are Googling international K-12 schools. And I think that's the right path of thought. A lot of people are going to reach their schools that way. But I think it's important to also think about what your competitors are doing. So if you're a small school and you're trying to get, you know, higher rankings for these keywords so that you're showing up higher on Google search pages, you know, some of those really broad search terms like international K-12 schools will be a lot harder to rank for than something that's maybe a bit longer, a bit more specific. So my recommendation for any school out there would be to find a list of Start small, start with 10 to 20, three to seven word search queries that you think your audience is searching to get to your site. So we have tools in the marketing industry that do that for us, where we can actually find specific search volume for these search queries. There are great tools such as Moz or Ahrefs or different tools out there, SEMrush. But if you don't have access to those, just try to get in the shoes of your audience. And so instead of international K-12 schools, I might put international K-12 schools with online programs or international K-12 schools with Arabic classes or, you know, whatever differentiates your school from some of the other schools out there. So that's probably the number one way is to build those keywords that you're ranking for. And so once you identify what those are, it's important to then implement them throughout your website. So if I identify that international schools, K-12, with an online program is a search query that I think my users might put to find my website. Then the next step I'm going to want to do is put that throughout my website in locations that are relevant. So on maybe, you know, about us, I would include a sentence that includes that. I might include, you know, a whole section on 
you know, what makes our school stand out or any of those different pages. And that is going to help Google when it crawls your website to identify that you are like an authority on that, that subject. And so that's going to help you rank higher. So that's one way. And then the second way I would recommend is increasing the number of referring domains you have. And so what that means is how many other places on the internet are linking to your website because each of those places is sending traffic to your website. And so the easiest way of doing that is building what we call backlinks. And the way to do that is strictly through increased content is one of the best ways. So there are some great tools out there, such as AI, generative AI tools, such as ChatGPT and other things. And so if you are a small team, you can enter in you know, a bunch of different content ideas and they can write it for you. And you can just simply review and edit and go from there. Uh, if you have more team members, maybe you can have somebody write you know, one or two article pieces a week or a month, whatever it takes to get that ball started, to get that ball rolling. And then from there, once you have that content, that's more locations for people to link to. And down the road, there are some more technical things that you can do, such as what we call resource page linking, broken link, back building, backlink building, and guest posting, which is essentially writing articles for other sites that link back to yours. So those are some more technical ways of doing it. And so I think the best way to start out is just identifying how people are getting your website and putting some content that relates to that throughout your website. Okay. And that'll be referred to the SEO or that would that be for the Google ads? That would be for the SEO. Google ads are a little bit different because you largely control the messaging. So if we want to talk about Google ads, I would say the number one thing that you can do as a school is identify what makes your school unique and then use that in your ads. So in your ads, you're going to have the ability to have headlines, uh, which are your, you know, really eye-popping copy that people read it and they're like, okay, I want to interact with this. Mm -hmm. So if you're an international school, K-12 with an online program, I would put online programs on the rise as a headline. I would put, you know, online K-12 school, really emphasize that online aspect of it. And then pairing that with some visual components. So a lot of people, when they're clicking through, they like to imagine themselves or their children in the actual school. And so by including graphics of your actual school, your mm -hmm. classrooms, your teachers, your students, things like that, it just makes your ads more compelling. So, Okay. And SEO and Google Ads, both of these are paid search engine results, right? So SEO is non-paid, is organic. Oh, it's okay. Yep. So everything you do, all the content that you create, it naturally, Google has an algorithm that is pulling all the information from your website and determining what you're all about. So it'll pull everything from your website. And if you include those keywords in your website, it'll pull that too. It'll take that into consideration through the algorithm mm -hmm. and then it'll pop you out in a certain spot in the search results when you're actually Googling something. So essentially SEO is free kind of? Yes. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. And there are ways that you can do paid SEO, but for the most part, I think it's fair to say it's the free method and paid ads is the paid method. Okay. And Chandler, so when I Google something, right, I want to Google something like a turtleneck, right? And, but then like 
there are always those ads on the top that say add next to them. If mm-hmm. I click on there instead of just going to, you know, J Crew or whatever, right? And I go to the ad J Crew instead of just regular J Crew. Am I then kind of making it so that J Crew is being charged additional money? And if I want to keep prices lower, should mm-hmm. I just scroll a couple down and not be so lazy and click on the real the real one that came up in a Google search? Yeah, you're spot on. So if you see that ad, every time you're clicking on that, for the most part, they're getting charged for that. So if you see the result below it that doesn't have that ad or promoted text next to it, that's going to be free for them when you click that. And that's actually a good point because when you're thinking about your paid ads and what keywords you want to target with them, you don't necessarily want to target keywords that you're already ranking highly for because then people might click your ad when your organic link is directly below it. And so that's just unneeded cost on your end. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, 100%. What are the tips do you have, Chandler, for exposing international schools' brands through organic and paid search results? Yeah, this is a great question. So I think as far as branding, I think it's really important in international schools because there are a ton of them out there. So the competition level is very high. And so I think it's important for each international school to identify what makes them unique and use that throughout their branding. So let's say there's an international school that prides themselves on their non-traditional learning environment. Then throughout their ads that they're putting out, throughout any of the content that they're publishing on their website. So if they're making an article about non-traditional learning, things like that. And then finally, throughout their social media, they are going to want to have consistent messaging to kind of confirm that branding. So on their social media, since they're not focused on non-traditional, they might have a lighter tone or add in jokes here or there, or just really highlight these different experiences that their students are having that might be different from other international schools. So yeah, I think identifying what you're about as a school and then using that to kind of direct your messaging and the tone behind your messaging is really important. And I think that's going to help with your overall brand image. And then the other thing, which I mentioned earlier, is using all of the graphic assets that you have. People just naturally resonate more with visuals as opposed to just reading text. And so if they can picture themselves in the setting that you have through your images, then they're going to be more likely to interact, to engage with you as a brand. So as an international school, make sure you get, you know, your photo consent and all that, but start using images of your actual school, not just the stock images that anybody could use. Hi, everyone. This is Aaron Moniz, one of the co-founders of Inspire Citizens. My name is Scott Jameson, and I'm the Global Collaborations Lead for Inspire Citizens. We help inspire schools to live their mission of global citizenship. We look at existing units through the lens of empathy to impact and connect student learning with themes like sustainable development, harmony with nature, social justice, and the holistic well-being of our community. We also work with students to co-design student leadership programs. Another way that we support educators is through our Global Citizenship Certificate in partnership with ISS. This certificate program involves best practice resources for global citizenship education 
interactive opportunities to engage with other cohort members, a great team of coaches to walk you through your learning, and optional opportunities to connect via seminars with other participants from around the world. Please visit inspirecitizens.org and click on the Inspire Educators tab to register for the Global Citizenship Certificate, visit the ISS website, or go to the ISS EduLearn Passport to register today. At Inspire Citizens, we believe that the young people in our schools have the potential to lead change and inspire others through their work towards a more sustainable future. We look forward to working with you, and we hope that together, our resources and your contacts can help to create a more harmonious future. So Chandler, you bring up something that I've always wondered about, right? So in the international schools, often some people make it look like they're a different brand than they are. So for instance, like when I've been overseas, sometimes it will be a school that doesn't have a lot of expats. So the two or three kids who are expats, often teacher kids are showcased in almost every brochure. So it looks like it's more international than it is. Or on the other hand, They'll take the one or two kids who might represent different diverse backgrounds and showcase them when actually it makes it look like the school is more inclusive than it actually is. And then you end up. And so how do you read through the lines when you're looking at marketing to see what a brand, what their brand might really be? Yeah, it's a great question because there's a lot of misleading marketing out there. And I understand why they do that because their branding, they're obviously trying to shift what their focus is as a school. So while they might not have, to your first example, they might not have a lot of expat students, maybe their focus for this next school year is on growing that. And so that's why you're seeing that messaging throughout. So while it misleads you because you think that this school is all about expats, I would argue that their aim is at growing expats. So their messaging is for Maybe not what they are at that moment, but what they want to be. And if that's not for you, if you're not looking for, you know, for a school that is growing into the thing that you're looking for, but somewhere that's already there, I think just realizing that if you're seeing the same images or the same students over and over in the posts, little things like that, a lot of businesses and schools will get caught posting the same kind of wording over and over. So if you're looking through, just scroll, you know, two months back on their Facebook posts and see if they're reusing, you know, a lot of their messaging, then it might be a marketing focus and it might not be what the schools actually like. Otherwise, marketing can, it is a double-edged sword. So it can have that sort of evil side that is misleading. And I think the best way to navigate that in international schools is to reach out to the school and say like, you know, this is the reason why I'm interested. I, I want to make sure that this is what the school is actually like, you know, ask some of those probing questions. Unfortunately, it is on the consumer side of things to make sure that the marketing that you're seeing is accurate. But my message to international schools would be make your messaging accurate. It's going to improve the overall experience anyways, because if you're marketing to expats, they get to your school, they're the only one there. You know, they're looking for this whole experience where they have a bunch of other expat children around, then that's going to be a negative experience for them. They might not enroll the next year, right? So that expectation versus reality might come back to bite you in the butt in the long term. So my message would be 
be authentic anyways. And hopefully you won't have to worry about that. I love that. And with that accurate information on the website, is that one of the effective ways to generate more qualified leads for international Absolutely. schools? Absolutely. So we're, we're actually testing, uh, I can't get into all the specifics, but we're testing some messaging for a specific international school at the moment that ISS works closely with. And we were trying to improve our overall conversion rates for leads filling out a form on the website. And so we played around with all of our messaging and found that when we used specific words from our landing page in our ads, that expectation versus reality was a lot better. And so when people landed on that page, they stayed on the page much longer and they actually submitted the form much more frequently. So whatever you're doing, just know that if you're promoting super cheap schooling and then they get to your website and they see that it's, you know, $100,000 a year, they're immediately going to back out. And you can see that in your web traffic analytics. So if you're seeing that your average time on page is 10 seconds, you might want to focus on the expectation versus reality because that's how you're losing people there. Um, I can almost guarantee it. What are some common mistakes that you see international schools make while using SEO and Google ads? Yeah. So I think the biggest mistake I see is that they simply focus on the Google ads component because they want quick traffic, mm -hmm. which I totally understand. But at the same time, they totally neglect the SEO side of things. And SEO is a long game to begin with. So you're not going to see those immediate results. It may feel like it's not actually a good use of your time. But overall, it makes a huge impact, a, probably a much larger one than your ads, actually, because if you, for instance, there's this concept called domain authority. And what it means is how trustworthy is your website in Google's eyes? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of international schools, they don't have the highest domain authority because they don't focus on these SEO principles. Their websites are you know, put out there and they're not updated super frequently. They don't have new content that they're producing, new keywords that they're trying to rank after. And so they're oftentimes in that kind of zero to 20 domain authority range, and it goes up to 100. So zero to 20, most places will not link to because it's low authority. And so it doesn't convey a lot of trust. So if you can grow your domain authority to even in the 40 to 60 range, you'll start to get people linking to you without ever having to create a new content piece without ever having to actually outreach to them just organically that will start to happen because you will start ranking higher for every single keyword that you're going after so a domain authority 20 going after the keyword international schools k12 doesn't stand a chance domain authority 60 you know they might be top three so hey, that's the number one mistake i would say is schools not focusing on that seo and then a long time down the road, they're in the same place as they were 10 years ago, same problems, trying to make ads fix them all. Uh, well, thank you for that insight. And could you speak to us about other success factors? So you just spoke about domain authority. So I guess the higher, the better. Is there any other success factors that you see in international schools utilized are successful in increasing the website yeah. traffic? Absolutely. So 
I'll kind of give a few and then I'll leave it up to the listeners to maybe do a little bit more research on Mm -hmm. what those involve. But the main ones that I consider are the number of ranking keywords. So number of keywords on specifically ranking one through 10. So meaning that they're on the first page of Google. First page of Google gets pretty much like 90% of all traffic. The first three spots get up to two thirds. So it's really important, hugely important metric. Linking domains would be another one. That means external sources that are sending traffic to your page. And then the domain authority, as I mentioned, and then I would say from your ad perspective, I would, the cost per click is going to be huge. Depending on your initiative, a lower cost per click is usually a good indicator that you're being more efficient with your spend. You're not targeting those keywords that you're already ranking for, like we talked about with Dana's example. And then your click-through rates or your engagement rates. So for all the people who see your ads, how many actually interact with them? And then finally, the average time on page and the bounce rate are super important. Those kind of highlight whether people are interacting with your website or whether they're getting there from your ads or these other linking domains not relating and immediately exiting. So those are those are probably the main ones that I focus on. And there are so many different ways to improve them. You know, we were just scratching the surface here, but if you do some independent research, I'm sure that you'll if you identify what those metrics are, you'll get some great resources on how to improve them. Okay, thank you so much for sharing that. And then I have one last question here, which is, uh, yeah, we're getting down to a half an hour, so we're about to wrap this up, but what advice do you have for our international school owners or marketing uh, leads who are just starting out with digital marketing space? Yeah. Great question. I think a lot of international schools are in that space. And the number one thing I would say is this is the time for you to focus on creating a fully encompassing digital marketing strategy. And what I mean by that is now is the time to focus on SEO. While everything is new and fresh, you can totally shape that at this point. So focus on the content you want to put out, focus on you know the branding and the messaging that you want to convey. And then The other thing is it's a great time for you to test paid ads. Don't go spending, you know, all of your marketing budget in a month because at this stage, things are so volatile that you're really just going to want to do little tests and from each of those, get a few learnings that you can take into your next test. Okay. All right. Perfect. And for the listeners who want to reach out to you, how can they do so, Chandler? Yeah. So I am on LinkedIn. My name is Chandler Clayton. Otherwise, feel free to email me. My email is cclayton at iss.edu. And I'm happy to respond to any questions. All right. Chandler, thank you so much today for your time and coming in and sharing your insights. Yeah, Uh, thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. We'd like to thank Chandler Clayton for joining us today and sharing his insights on how International schools can increase their website traffic and generate more qualified leads through search engine optimization and Google ads. We sure hope that his advice will be very helpful to many individuals in the international school community. Thanks again, Chandler, for being with us today. Join us for our next episode. We'll continue to explore to improve the education experience for us all. Until next time, bye-bye, fellow educators.